Hi, this is Wendy Holland with Women Connect. Our podcast is going to feature women to gain appreciation and familiarity with them and learn some of their secrets of success. I will, but but before I do that, it's funny that you said that about that one little thing that might knock you in the head is um, when I was thinking about, you know, you know, what success means to me. I remembered something my best friend from high school said to me when I was in college and I was in a relationship that I thought might be good, but the way I was explaining it to her, she said something so simple, like, yeah. but, um, and it's kind of cliche, but she said, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't fit a square peg into a round hole. And Yes, it's cliche, and yes, you've heard it before, but the timing was so good. I could visualize, like... And it just went boop. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I could visualize me trying to fit this relationship into what I really wanted and trying to cram it in there and say, like, oh, yeah, it's okay, even though it's not really okay. Right. And I've carried that with me since, you know, I was, I guess I was, like, 20, just a while ago but yeah, I still no, carried I, that with me and I've always had the thought in my head like if I could just say something that can impact somebody so else's simple. life yes it was so simple. that can make hard. those changes <laughs> yeah. yeah and so like yeah. I really have carried that with me so it's funny Regina, that you if you're listening you've helped me so much but yeah. really like success means to me um being comfortable and confident in the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, connecting truthfully mm-hmm. um, with others, um, being present when mm-hmm. I am in conversation with anybody, whether right. it's my spouse, whether it's a client, whether it's you know somebody at the grocery store, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, making changes. Um, that could make so a possible impact. So how do you impact. feel when you, do you ever have a moment where you go, today I feel successful? You know, do you ever yeah, have that? Yeah, I definitely um, have that. What, what does that look like for you? It, it kind of looks like when I've done those things. Um, you know, before we started talking, I was, I love, I mean, I know most people love quotes, but yeah. sometimes, um just starting with a quote for me helps to kind of solidify what it is I'm looking for. And um, I saw a quote by Maya Angelou, and she said, um, success is liking yourself, liking what you do, and liking how you do it. Yes. It, oh, that's, that's so, so good. simple. It is. But if oh, I'm, say that again. Say it again okay. for everybody. Cause success is liking yourself, liking what you do, and liking how you do it. Right. And, like, it's that – okay, that, how simple is that, right? right. And so if – those are the things I can say in the morning. So liking yourself is a little more difficult. There's more factors involved mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you can jump to liking what you do first and then liking how you do it. So, you know, if you don't like what you do necessarily, there's sometimes you're in a career or your job, you don't like what you do, but you can still like how you do your job or your career so you can kind of backtrack it you say okay i like what i do i mean i like how i do what i do (laughs) i don't like what i do so that's what i need to work on maybe to make those small changes to get to the point and so it kind of has has that ripple effect but i think it's it seems like it's a simple thing Um, well that seems like a simple thing but i don't know that when i was in my 20s or 30s or i'll just go back there yeah i don't know that i would really would have thought about it that way because i really was all about did I get it all done? 
Right. Right. Did yes. I just get it done? Did everybody, did I get the list done? Right. Yeah. And you can never get it all done Mm-mm. ever, ever, Mm-mm. ever, no matter, no, <laughs> no matter what. So, so uh, give me a little, give us a little background about your last career role before you were with Dress for Success. I was a business consultant, but also the assistant director of the Small Business Development Center, which is a, um, a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was a, a nonprofit that's funded through UTPB right. and, and through I SBA. So people mm-hmm. listening might not be from around here. so Right. Yeah. So, but it's actually the whole Permian Basin. Whole so Permian we Basin, served okay. Odessa, Midland, and mm-hmm. sixteen surrounding counties. And what we do is, it, what we did was, and they're still in existence here. Yeah. Um, uh, they help people start businesses by yeah. providing them with business plan assistance, helping them put together financial projections, helping them through the bank loan process, just helping them by asking questions. You know, is this something that is a viable option for you at this moment and um so how many like how did that look like what did the traffic look like when you were in that role like did you see five people a day or did you how did that work that many usually it was it depended on the time of year but usually we saw i'd say i mean personally me i'd see maybe three to five clients a week. Mm-hmm. And then on the off, when we weren't seeing clients, we'd work on uh, writing business, writing and editing business plans, putting together financial projections. Um, For individuals? Yes. With the individual or? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so most, it wasn't just a come and visit once, it was right. come and work through the process mm-hmm. with them, yes. get started. Yep, and, and I'd say the Was majority, there anybody ever that you said, um, I don't think you can do this? No, we wouldn't say that necessarily. Mostly it was like, okay, if you didn't think it was a viable business, let's show it by the numbers. Let's put the numbers that you are providing into projections so you can see like, it might not work the way you're presenting it. So let's change things or, you know, look at it this way. And if you don't want to change things, then maybe this isn't the right avenue for you at this moment. So what was, um, I don't know if this is really where I was going, but what, what was the success rate of people? Did you did you track that? Like um, recidivism many, or whatever, like of people that stayed with their business or how We that tracked works? how many businesses we assisted with opening, how many mm-hmm. jobs we helped create, you know, from those businesses. Mm-hmm. But on the overall clients, as far as like who came in and who opened, we didn't track that. It was more mm-hmm. just like who opened how many jobs were created, how much money was um, put back into the community. I see. Uh-huh. So those are mm-hmm. the things we tracked. So the um, out, outgoing funds. Right. Would, so then if, if they more. provided, um, I'm sorry, if they um, put money of their own into their business called owner's equity, or if they got a loan or if they got an investor to invest mm-hmm. in their business, that's money that's reinvested or invested into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will. So um, let's just, since you're here and you're talking about that real quick, we may have women business owners mm-hmm. or, or budding business owners, maybe women who are in that position that you were just talking about with that quote, they, they like what they how they do it, mm-hmm. but they don't like what they're doing. Right. And so um, if they wanted to work with the Small Business Development Center, what would they do first and what would they need to have together? 
Well, I mean, does it serve all there. types of businesses? Yes. Or does it yep. serve uh, sectors of the biz- industries better than others? They serve every, anybody who is interested in starting a business. So things have changed since I was there. They've kind of re um, revamped a little okay. how they operate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anybody who's interested in starting a business can call and make an appointment. And, and so they don't have to have the business plan to no, walk in the door. No, absolutely not. Okay, so everybody's no. hearing that. You don't have to have the business yeah. plan. But they have to, they're going to meet some other professional person there that will help mm-hmm. them through the steps of starting their business. Mm-hmm. Yes, putting together and business And getting the financing as they can. Yes, if, yes. And so everybody's situation is so different. So each appointment is tailored to that mm-hmm. person. So you, when they come in, we would ask a lot of questions um, mm-hmm. about, you know, so they do they are. have to kind of present some kind of basic idea then, yeah, right? Basic you, based idea. Based on your questions. Right. Basic yeah. idea and then say, you know, like, you know, if, they, if they're like, yeah, I have a, I want to purchase a million dollar building and, and then we're like, okay, well, do you have a certain amount of money to put towards the business? And uh-huh. if they're like, well, no, we have zero dollars, then, yeah. okay, then there's certain steps. Then we have to say, stop. Let's stop. go, let's stop go right back. There. Yeah. And let's say like, okay. Let's see how we can start earning that money so you can put it towards the, right. the business. Or how can we scale it back and start mm-hmm. smaller? So based on the experience and the history of the Small Business Development Center here here in the Permian Basin, are there businesses that you guys just will not help with? Well, any, it's a, we are a nonprofit, and anybody that walks in the door, we will... That's a resident of the Permian Basin. Yes. But, I mean, since I'm not there anymore, yeah, again... Yeah. Right. Things have changed, but yes. Yeah, I'm getting some just – so um, some insights into how that works. That's still – I like – I like that, that role that, uh, yeah. that plays for our community. Yes, and it's at no cost to the person. So yeah, as long as the person coming in is willing to put in the work to say like, okay, this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and these are the steps I will take to get it there. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they're willing to do it, great. If they're not, then mm-hmm. it's very difficult for right. us to assist. Well, at the end, we're going to talk about a little bit about – well, we'll talk a more about what you're doing now, but – Real quickly, what did you take away from that work at the at your last position that helps you today? What do you feel like? That's a great question. So I I learn I feel like I learned so much from being at that yeah. job. Um, it sounds I, very eclectic. Like every day is kind of like a it, mishmash of. It was super different every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to really communicate with people, how to really be truthful with somebody. Authentic. Yes, and it was difficult in the beginning because, I mean, I had owned a business, but I didn't really know so many other industries. I knew what I knew. Right. And so it it was just a matter of listening to what that person said, kind of giving them feedback on what they said, but also, you know, trying to tell them that, um, you know, if they didn't have the money, if they didn't have the knowledge, if they didn't have the experience, it would be really difficult. And these are the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things that I took away from it were, besides being open, truthful, and a good listener, um, I, w- the community there was great because we got to do so many trainings. We got to learn the not ins and outs of banking, but we mm-hmm. got to understand More what a banker, mm-hmm. 
goes through when they're deciding if they should fund a new business or an existing business. That's important. Um, was. Important insight that's invaluable it was. for it a was. business owner. It, it really was. And that helped us to communicate that to our clients. So when they went to the banker, mm-hmm. they understood what they really needed to, right. to prepare. Right. Another thing was, you know, um, one of the trainings that I absolutely loved when I got to take, um, that I got to go through there was, it was called, um, on, um, uh, entrepreneurial mindset. Really? Yes. And so it's not just like how to become an entrepreneur, but how to be, have that entrepreneurial mindset. Tell me about that. Which is, this is for me, it was like, um, there's a book called, um, E-Myth. Oh, you told me about yes. that but before, I think, when you first when so you and I first met. E-Myth is one of them, but this was mm-hmm. different. It was called um it was it was it was an entrepreneurial uh, mindset training through Ice House. Um but it was so as an entrepreneur, it was it's about seeing what is not working uh-huh. and then making those changes. And um, you know, with a business there's like all these different factors and if yeah. you're just like a lot of times you go into a business and say like oh i'm such a good baker yeah you know i know i can make you know yeah. this this business work but that's just the the one one, one part of it. of it it's just like what else are you able to do or you know what else do you need to do and if you don't have the entrepreneurial mindset you're kind of just the doer yeah, and not the seer. Yeah, people are great at their craft yes. but they're not very good business people, right? Or right. they just don't have all the interest even. Right. It's not even that they don't know. No. It's that they don't want to do it. Right. And yeah. so then <laughs> so. what do you do if you don't know how to do it or you don't want to do it? You either have to hire someone right. or figure Ask a lot it of favors. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of those things I learned too is um you know, if it's, if something doesn't come naturally to you, you know, you either have to figure it out or ask someone to do it for you. Um, so I, I don't want to catch you too off guard here. So I'm, I'm going to ask you this question in a few minutes, but I'm going to ask you this first. Um, did you learn something in your formal education that prepared you for what you are doing right now in your current role? Did you study um, something that prepared you for this in your formal education i i was an english major okay so so maybe not communication i guess you're well right no, no. but then i got my master's in special ed or is it so literature type? it was literature oh, okay. but <laughs> that was just my major I, I did learn a lot in college that was not just having to do with my major it was more of like it kind of opened worlds to me. I grew up in a very small town in New Jersey. There okay. was 10,000 people. It wasn't really? very diverse. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, I went to a small university, which wasn't diverse, so diverse either, but there were different people that I wouldn't have encountered yeah. Other, yeah. otherwise. And But there were also groups that you could join that, um, you know, just allowed you to do different things. And kind of, so like when, you know, you think of a liberal education, it kind of just like opens some different worlds mm-hmm. to you that you. Mm-hmm. So it made you a little more curious or open-minded yeah. to yeah. Just kind of stepping out and taking, yeah. doing different things. And it gave me different opportunities. Mm-hmm. I got to intern at a, you know, a school where there's, you know, which ended up being what I went to for grad school for kids with emotional behavior disorders. Um, and so then I ended up going to grad school for emotional, you know, special ed emotional behavior disorders. Oh, really? And 
Um, and that allowed, wow. it gave me a lot of tools to deal with it. Like, then I went to the pizza business. Yeah. So it gave me a lot of tools on how to manage people. Yes. Mm. Whether, you know. That's hard. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, that was, and I was young too. So I used them most yeah. of the time, but you know, it's, you always learn on the job. Too, okay. So, so. we're going to switch gears real quick and you're going to tell me. Um, a memory about a childhood vacation. Did you ever take a vacation? I didn't give you this ahead of time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've taken vacations. I mean, I mean, when I was little, we didn't take that many. Mm-hmm. So I have a few, you know, distinct memories. We didn't take very many either. Was there like a, how young? Like I don't know. Like I don't know. Was your favorite trip that you took as a, a memory? Didn't really travel. I mean, I, I have some, but it's since then. Oh, yeah, I have trouble since then. I know, but I mean, when you're in, and you're young, where did, did where was the best place you went to when you thought you went like wow? When I was young, how young? I don't know. Like 12, four? 12, okay, 14, 12. yeah, somewhere in there. Like, really is there anything didn't that impressed? Very much then. No. But later on. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Um. My when I was a sophomore and high school my friend Lori uh-huh. um, and her mom rented a beach house in at the Jersey Shore and um, Lori and me and two other young ladies got to stay there and basically oh, yeah. by ourselves because oh. um, the mom was there and she wasn't there and uh-huh. um, was that kind of crazy it was crazy it wasn't that crazy it yeah. was just kind of like wow we have this independence yeah and you know we just went to the beach and we went home and we yeah. didn't do anything but it you wasn't, didn't have to answer to anybody no and yeah. it felt like wow we had we were able to make our own decisions um yeah and that was really nice that gave you did it give you kind of insight into what it would be like to be grown up on your own no just, not really it just no. felt like <laughs> no, free just, we're free yeah it felt really really yeah. nice and like this is something i want to do all the time 